Hi, listeners. You're about to hear one of our Stitcher Premium bonus episodes that we're unlocking for free. You'll get to hear me answer questions for a change and plot twist. The questions are yours. So if you like what you hear and you want more, just go to stitcher.com slash premium, select a monthly plan and sign up with our promo code SAMB and you'll get a free month of Stitcher Premium. You'll get access to our exclusive bonus episodes plus episodes of the regular show ad-free. That's stitcher.com slash premium, promo code SAMB. Hi, I'm Samantha B. You're listening to Full Release with Samantha B. Hopefully, you'll experience one by the end of this. Okay, this is a special premium episode, which means instead of asking the questions like I normally do, we're going to turn the tables and put me in the hot seat. Oh, that is spicy. I'm joined by my producers, Adam Howard and Svia Baron reinstein They have combed through your questions to pick the very best ones for me to struggle with and tell you things that you never wanted to know about me. These are always very revealing and often not in a good way. Okay, podcast gals, what do you got? Let's do it. Okay, so this first question is, uh, how much therapy did your staff need after reporting about Trump for four years? Oh, (laughs) I don't know. So much. (laughs) As an employer, I'm not really allowed to ask the question. (laughs) Are you doing enough therapy? I'm in therapy. (laughs) That's for sure. Are you doing enough? (laughs) But I assume a lot. I feel like the therapists are very... (laughs) Therapy has been a growth industry. (laughs) for the last four years. And then at the end of the four year term, a global pandemic. So everybody's really, uh, we didn't stop going after he left. No, 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 no. Of course, a lot. I don't know what else to say about that. But the answer is yes to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much across the board. And probably Mm -hmm. not enough. Probably not enough. Yeah, always use more always. All right. This listener wants to know if you Mm -hmm. have any strategies that help you get through interviews with insufferable people. Oh, mm, mm -hmm. you know, probably a fair amount of people find me insufferable. Well, we'll have to ask them what they do. Then they're like, how do I get through this interview with me to be? I don't want to do this. Um, You know what? It's such a, it's so nerdy. It's so nerdy. But I feel like still have that guiding principle of like like a little catholic schoolgirl which is like get a gold star like get the gold star get the complete the complete the mission i have this like mission completion thing and i definitely i'm always like i have a job to do here is my task like a dog with jobs you know what i mean like the the dog that writes emails that's me i'm like gotta go gotta go gotta go gotta go gotta get it get it get it get it get it get it and then when it's done i'm like yay <laughs> check mark like i love a list i like to check things off so that is so your strategy is just to actually do it my strategy is actually to do it your strategy is just to show up for work to show up for work but also i see the end of the road like i see like i always like to look at like I like to plan the day and sort of imagine when it's going to end. And I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I kind of, I'm kind of like going toward that goal and trying to shave five minutes off my time. If a person is truly. (laughs) Have you ever interviewed somebody who you sensed was like actively hostile towards you that like, they just like didn't want to be there. Oh, for sure. I've interviewed lots of people who were most, I don't really, that is one (laughs) tradition that I did not take with from the day. 
when I worked at The Daily Show for so long, I interviewed a lot of hostile people. It was mostly hostile people. Not, no, that's not true. You were mostly trying to get something out of a person that they didn't necessarily want to give you. So it was like a lot more um, of that kind of grinding work of getting it out of someone which is a different way of interviewing. And I talked to a lot of people who had really reprehensible views on things when I worked there. And so when I started Full Frontal, with a couple of notable exceptions, right at the kind of the start of the show, I really just didn't want to talk to people anymore who were hostile. I actually was like, I'm kind of done with that. I mean, I'm not a journalist. I'm not I can talk to people who are like-minded. We can talk about interesting things in an interesting way. We don't always have to be in a fight. I generally, like, I don't need to talk to somebody who loves guns. I don't need to argue with them about their positions. Where our, our positions are very defined and clear. Like, you know, it has happened a lot. And it has it is really, really challenging. Because you're sort of, I have found it really challenging in the past. I've when I, again, when I was at The Daily Show, just talking to a lot of people who I really was like, I hate this person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, like, I really, really hate this person. But here we are together all day long, because you would end up kind of being with somebody for eight hours. So not only did you have to like, interview the person and see their place of work, and then everybody has lunch. So you're kind of together. And then you have to do a really hard interview at the end of it. And so I just ended up having so many all day conversations with people who I just thought were just rotten to the core and trying to keep everybody in a stable place without pretending to agree with that person while still maintaining your own integrity, but just being physically present with someone who totally disagrees with everything that you think. And they like are actively trying to hurt people and you have to kind of hang out with them. It's not something that I really relish. Not something that I relish. It was very difficult. It was very soul draining. It was very, very draining. It was not something that I felt like I needed to carry forward in life. Maybe I would do it again. I'm I'm very, very good at it. Yeah. I usually am very, very good at talking to people who I find reprehensible and getting good stuff out of them. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's actually a good segue to this next question because it's, okay. uh, what does it feel like to be a boss ass bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Which someone else is calling their yes. words. Yeah, their words, yeah. not mine. That's someone else. <laughs> to be clear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I never can answer questions like that. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I got my PhD. <laughs> <laughs> I studied <laughs> under the bed. It's nice. It's great to be the boss. It is, I mean, it is. It just <laughs> is. But it. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Can you guys answer that for me? <laughs> no, I don't know how to. I don't know how to answer it. Maybe part of being a boss ass bitch is not having to say it. You just it's are delegating, answering that question. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's being a cruel taskmaster under the guise of. <laughs> Tell me no. what a boss ass bitch I am. <laughs> Tell <You> Philistines. Me. <laughs> Did it take you a long time to learn how to be that? Well. It wasn't a natural fit for me, and I don't. I think it remains sort of generally, and I'm used to it now. I think I'm like a lot better than I when I started, but I have a lot of. I have much growth. Like I could be a much better boss. I think I could. I think there are things that I could really upend systems that I could upend 
I could do things differently. I could be a better boss. So I don't ever like to, oh, that's so Canadian of me <laughs> to just come right in the middle and go, I'm not really a boss. I could do so I a can better, do better. <laughs> I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like very boss ass bitch to be like, actually I could do better. You could be better at this. But, Humility is, is really a good quality to have. Uh, but I, I was very bad at it for a long time. And now I'm like medium at it. It's very hard to go from working for someone else for a really long time, then all of a sudden having to be the the boss of a large group of people is so it's such a shift. It's such a it's mentally such a shift because there is a big part of for me, it was like a deep, deep part of my psyche that was like, we're all the same. We're all doing the same job. Like we're all doing the same job in the same way, trying to get the same result. And that is true, except that there is a, there is a division and there is um, when you are like the final shot caller, it is, it is different and you're responsible for people. And when you're working for someone else, you don't have to be responsible for other people. And then, and so that is like a real, it, it, it really is a, it is a psychological shift. And I think it's very difficult. It was very, very difficult for me to do that, to make that shift. Did it feel at all like like parenting? Like the way you're describing no. it, like being in charge of people. No, and, it hasn't. It's not You know, like making us muffins. Making everybody <laughs> muffins every Monday morning. Uh, no, it's not like parenting. It's really not like parenting at it's all. It's much harder. <laughs> I think it's harder to be a boss of a, a group of people because you're, you know, it's not it it's like you have to really balance you have to have good energy you have to be you have to be you have to have vitality you have to be interested in leading a team even when you don't feel like it like you have to have a kind of a i don't know how to describe it i'm i'm saying you're probably both looking at me right now and going what the fuck is she talking about but you have to be sort of steady you can't like be so you can't give in to your emotions. Like if you're you got you still have to make a show every week, so you have to like have a certain kind of a vision moving forward. And it just has to be I guess what I'm saying is you have to be steady all the time because you're responsible for people's work. And when you're responsible for people working, you have to care that everyone is like that there's consistency. So I guess it's it's hard to like in the arts be very emotionally consistent and be steady. I've, I have like faltered. So anyway, in answer to your question, I don't think I'm a boss ass bitch. I'm like always really doing a lot of hand wringing about like how I could be better at it and how I could be more steady or more of a visionary. I've gotten really lost in the day to day of just putting a show on the air and been kind of like, I'm kind of slow to make decisions. I'm kind of, you know, it's it's taken me a really, it's been a really a journey. I think I probably in 10 years will be like a great boss. And then I'll be a crypt keeper and I won't be allowed to be on television anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of not being on television anymore. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you think shows like Dancing with the Stars should have politicians as contestants? Uh, <laughs> I think that Dancing with the Stars should do whatever they can to get eyeballs on their show. <laughs> if that is helpful to them, I'm amazed. But I don't 
blame Dancing with the Stars for wanting like hot button kind of politicians. I mean, that's like that's their job to make it an eye catching show that people want to tune into. I don't think people do tune in for politicians, although we have certainly used footage of like Sean Spicer. <laughs> And it's given us uh, like dancing. amazing That's material. Wonderful material. Those sleeves, my goodness. <laughs> and Rick Perry. Yeah. I don't think politicians should be on Dancing with the Stars. I do not think that that is a good idea for them. <laughs> and I don't, I actually am so sorry. This is a quirk of my personality. <laughs> do you want to hear more quirks of my personality? Yes, always. Always. Fuck. I'm a boss ass bitch, you guys. <laughs> Can you tell? I actually have such a weird. Um, I have such a. I, I hate it when real journalists are in superhero movies. <laughs> that <laughs> is like, extremely specific. It's so specific. I know what you're talking about. Though, I know exactly what you're talking about. It bothers about. me so much. That guy I'm from like, MSNBC, like Thomas Roberts, or something. He's like what in are everything. You doing? You can't be in a movie playing yourself. That's this not just okay. In, Iron Man is dead. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, that is actually for me the line that can't be crossed. It's like real journalists being in Oh yeah. being in a movie about the biggest earth, the San Andreas. They do that with late night hosts too. They do, and I actually don't like it. Have you ever been approached? I haven't. I, I have been approached and I said no. I said, Can no, you say I what movie it, it was? Or I don't. It, I don't actually yeah. remember. It's happened a couple of times, and I've been like, I won't do it. Sorry, I have a rule. Yeah. That's I won't be I, in Hobbs and Shaw. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like sit down with like a fake in a fake interview set thing in a in a scene in a movie. I was in an episode of Law and Order early on. I like that you. Well, paused that's for just journalistic integrity. But that was years ago, and I was bad in it, and then they canceled the show, so I wrecked Law and Order. So anyways, no, I do have a rule about, like, I do have a, just a general, like, dislike of seeing someone who I think is a journalist participating in a fictional story. I'm like, you don't need to muddy those worlds. You want to go be an actor? You go do that. What are you doing? When am I supposed to trust you? You just said that fucking Batman was like, spotted over Gotham City. <laughs> are you talking about i can't trust you now i don't trust you <laughs> that man's heard. not real like it's, it yeah. makes me crazy so in yeah. answer to the that was a very long answer no it needed I to be said yeah i think dancing with the stars ask whoever you want that's awesome that's <laughs> your thing but marvel no no yeah. no but godzilla versus king kong something else <laughs> like rick perry what are you doing <laughs> give me a break stop this insanity it's not gonna make people like you okay that's my final <laughs> word on the subject <laughs> oh no the joker's on his way like what the fuck are you fucking and then you're gonna report it oh, anyways okay it really bothers me <laughs> all right this was juicy premium content <laughs> this premium episode is brought to you by airwolf and was produced by adam howard and spia baron reinstein i'm regretting everything i said about being a boss ass bitch now it and technical production is provided by high tech and it was edited by julia fought and hosted by me samantha b the bossiest of all the bitches thanks thanks for your patience i am drenched with <laughs> 
panic sweat. 